smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast welcome to season 2 of our podcast ticks for free in which we discuss all things football i am dhiman and with me is my co-host vivek messi Brazil were at their free flowing best on Monday night as they thrashed South Korea 4-1 to send a stern warning to other teams in the FIFA World Cup. Vinicius Jr scored as early as in the 7th minute. with Neymar, Richarlison and Lucas Paqueta following up by finding the net and giving Brazil a 4-0 lead after just 36 minutes. Peck Singo scored for South Korea in the 76th minute but it was little consolation against a rampant Brazil. Three of the four goals that Brazil scored were top drawer with Richarlison's goal probably being one of the best in the tournament so far. Uh Deman uh, whatever you saw of the Brazil game they really seem to be in the mood uh, don't they it's, it's ominous signs for the other teams looking ahead yeah when things uh, fall in place like the way it did for Brazil yesterday they their attacking uh, abilities do look ominous but i'll say this with a caveat that i will be very surprised if they can reproduce this against croatia because that's a team uh, that knows how to play the waiting game that's a team that possibly defends better and has more experience of playing these kind of games but that said at this point in time it is the jaw dropping uh, brilliance of brazil that is top of the mind and for the right reasons yes sure uh, they'll definitely face a stunner test against croatia but uh, their celebration after every goal uh, yesterday showed a great team spirit and and bonding with even coach chiche joining in the celebrations uh, the flavor yeah, that they to be yeah Yeah. Uh-huh. it's all looking good in that sense yes i mean yeah. uh, this this one unit uh, one cohesive thing that's definitely coming to the fore here yes yeah yeah uh there was also a nice touch yesterday when chiche uh, brought on beverton who's the third goalkeeper in the squad uh, which means that all 26 players have played for brazil yes. at some stage in this tournament it also showed how easy perhaps yesterday's game was that uh, he could he could bring him on Uh, I also like their gesture of this this whole Pele banner thing that they showed after the game to wish the legend all the best, and uh, I thought that was also a nice touch. They didn't need to do that. Chiche had already spoken about keeping Pele in their thoughts. Chiche had already spoken about wishing Pele health, but to make a public statement like that, this was. two or three days after i mean i think it was in the last game or the second last game that the brazil fans in the stands unfurled a tifo which said get well soon pele for the team to reciprocate the gesture and do it when the whole world is watching was also nice um so i think i think it's in that sense it's all coming together it seems like a happy unit uh, and all that augurs well for brazil as they go deeper in the competition right right The flavor that they bring is unique, of course, and I guess from a neutral's perspective, uh, the longer that Brazil are in the competition, the more entertained uh, they will be. Uh, the neutral, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Deman, let's move on to Japan versus Croatia now. Uh, we had spoken about Japan's energy and enthusiasm yesterday before the match. They gave Croatia an excellent fight. Dejan made a score for Japan in the 43rd before Ivan Perisic scored through an excellent header for Croatia in the 55th. 
but eventually came down to penalties and croatia's experience in this uh, situation was a decisive factor in the end yeah well i think japan obviously bottled it in the penalties the penalties were not really very uh, well taken penalties uh, it is obviously because they let the occasion get the better of them uh, and and uh, hajime moriyasu immediately after the game at the post match press conference said that that is one area where the japanese have some catching up to do with uh, the teams from europe uh, i don't know this but it is possible that this entire squad is based in europe pretty much i think 19 players are based in europe so but what i'm not so sure about is that when it comes to taking penalties for their clubs how many of them do that regularly this i'm not very sure but when you're playing for the national team that is something you need to do now luis enrique yesterday at the press conference ahead of the spain morocco match today had said that penalties well there is a certain amount of luck involved etc but he said penalty is not about largely about luck penalty is largely about homework and he said that he has given his players the homework of taking 1000 penalties uh, at their clubs and he hopes that they have done it because it is impossible to do that when you are training for 3 days and going and playing a game which is how international football is i mean the teams got together here for a week so i am not very sure as to how many of these players actually took penalties practiced penalties beyond the time that they have for penalties when the team meets uh, for internationals so this is something i'm not very sure about and maybe that is why they kind of uh, uh, they kind of fluffed the lines uh, when it came to the penalties because till then they were ready to take on croatia and they were not intimidated by croatia they were uh, they were giving it as back as good as they got but the difference between the teams really came to the fore during the penalties right the one the penalties that japan missed weren't very well taken of course but from croatia's point of view they would be pleased with the way uh, dominic livakovic uh, stepped up he still had to guess right and and get a solid enough hand to save those penalties for croatia yeah, yeah. especially and the it, second one i think was the better one among you know guessing right uh, obviously there is a lot of credit does go to the goalkeeper but i am not very sure whether the goalkeeper was really tested uh, i think the second save was uh, good he did have to you know uh, get a firm hand to it but uh, yeah credit to him i mean if you save three penalties in a shootout you know world cup pre quarter final shootout you are the national hero uh, it is not his problem or his fault that the penalties were taken poorly really right right Yeah, Croatia of course uh, even in the 2018 World Cup if I remember right they won I think two penalty shootouts and right. Subasic was the goalie then yeah but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah uh they were looking ahead to that Brazil Croatia game uh, how do you see that panning out uh, will it be about Brazil's offense versus the the Croatian defense or uh, is this that how you see the match shaping not up? just that not just that but see the good thing is that Neymar's back uh, he looked lively he looked fit so that's a huge uh, psychological boost for brazil apart from the obvious uh, uh, quality that he brings to a team uh, but i'll say this that croatia i'm just uh, croatia have experience of playing these kind of games they are unfazed by the situation they are not rattled very easily they have a problem in front which is getting goals this is the second time in four games that they have scored they have had two goalless draws so apart from the game against canada where they scored four and yesterday where perisic equalized they haven't had goals in two games so that is a problem but it is difficult to break them down and because they are not unfazed by the situation i am thinking that if there's one team that starts panicking when 
uh, if it's like 0-0 late in the game, it'll not be Croatia, it'll be Brazil. Because they're expected to, you know, sweep everyone away and it, it plays on the team's mind as well. So if Croatia can keep Brazil uh, reined in, then it is Brazil who are going to panic first, who are going to blink first. But if Brazil start the way they started against South Korea, then it'll be game over again very soon. Because the moment Croatia have to take the game to Brazil, they will be leaving spaces for this entirely, for this uh, attack-heavy team to exploit. Right, right. Uh, you're right, Deman. Neymar's return is a big boost for Brazil. He had missed two group matches. But uh, you could see yesterday, obviously given his quality, that Brazil with Neymar is a very different entity from Brazil without Neymar. So Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Deman, moving on to today's game. So, uh, there's uh, Morocco versus Spain and Portugal versus Switzerland. Anything that you're looking forward to from the final round of uh, round of 16 matches? Yeah, this could be the last game of a representative from the region in a competition that is also called the Arab World Cup. Now, Morocco, they have an excellent coach uh, who who seamlessly switches between languages. Uh, I was at his press conference yesterday, so he was speaking. He's fluent in English. He speaks Arabic. He's somebody who actually uh, encourages people to dream. And he said... If I'm from a small town and if I never had the ability to dream, I wouldn't have been here. So why can't Morocco dream of beating Spain? And that's that's a very positive way of going into a game. He also said we really have nothing to lose. They're going to be egged on by a fantastic crowd. As uh, he said yesterday, there could have been two stadiums and we would have sold out both. Because everybody here is now a Morocco supporter. The, irrespective of their nationality, the, the, the Qatari is a Moroccan supporter, the Jordanian, the, the, the person from UAE, the Omani, the Baharini, the Kuwaiti, they are all uniting for Morocco because it is, they represent the Arab world, uh, the Arab culture, as someone told me yesterday. Uh, and then Spain and Morocco also have historical relations between those countries, giving that game another twist because even Luis Enrique spoke about, you know, the number of Moroccans who live in Spain and uh, who are happy living in Spain. Uh, so that will be an interesting sideshow to what will be a game where Spain's ability to tire out the opposition will again be tested. It would be a massive upset if uh, Morocco make it. But I think it will give this World Cup a completely different dimension. If there's a team from the Arab uh, world which is in the quarterfinals of the World Cup, that is uh, something I'm looking forward to. Let's, let's put it this way. I'm looking forward to how Morocco cope with this phenomenal Spanish team, uh, which, of course, has been shown that they can be beaten by a team uh, like Japan, who did it with only 17.7% possession or something. In the other game, I uh, there's been this slight sideshow drama over uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's substitution. Nothing new with that. Um, and reports that he's joining this club in Saudi Arabia, Al Nasser. So, there will be some interest on him. But Switzerland, again, are a team that is very difficult to break down. And they're used to playing these games. So, Switzerland, and they do have players of their own who can take the game to the opposition. Brie for instance. And, and Murat Yakin... Uh, is a coach who's been able to get the best out of this team. So, don't be too surprised if Switzerland really stretch Portugal. Uh, in the first game, I am thinking that Morocco will put up a fight, but will eventually that game will, should eventually be decided in regulation time. Right, right. 
Diman, I was going to come to uh, Portugal, and as you mentioned yesterday, the coach uh, Fernando Sante, uh, Santos had a press conference where he spoke about his unhappiness with the way Ronaldo reacted to being substituted against South Korea, but mm. also added that it is now a closed chapter. There have been reports that he might not be captain today. Do you expect any possible friction between Ronaldo and the coach to have an effect at all? Or no, or? I don't think so. I don't think so because he's he's so big that uh, you don't have. Uh, I mean, Fernando Santos has always kept Ronaldo on his side and gotten along. So I don't see a situation where. If that friction is there, that friction will be sorted out. I mean, it's it's not going to happen like the Andre Onana and Rigobert Song situation where uh, two strong personalities clashed and one had to leave. Uh, I don't see that happening. So that kind of friction is going to be minor, maybe. Uh, but uh, it's it's not a coincidence that through this season, at for club and country, Ronaldo's been having these problems. He had these problems in Manchester United. He's having these problems at Portugal now. It's not something that happened this regularly in his uh, career. So I'm just—is uh, this another sign that you know his incredible powers are actually waning? Is something that I would like to find out. But it's—it's uh, it's only when things are not going your way, and he's not had a good World Cup, that these things come to the fore. And is it because he's not happy with his own performance that he's doing what he's doing? That he's getting in—he's getting a little tetchy at things. I don't know this, but. It's this season has had Ronaldo being in the news for uh, all kinds of things that have nothing to do with his exploits on the pitch, really. Uh, yeah, I find it a bit strange, Ziman. Uh, the thing is, he's not had these episodes with the frequency that probably is having this season. And uh, at hmm. 37, you would expect him to come to terms with the fact that he might now have a lesser role, but. Doesn't seem that way for him. Seems yeah, I think strange. I think his coming to terms with the fact that he's 37 is the biggest problem. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, that's the impression that I get. Right, right. Uh, on that note, uh, we haven't had any upsets so far in the round of 16. It's, it's all gone as expected. Let's see whether there are any surprises in store today. That was it for this episode. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on our Twitter handles at Vivek9301 and at DemanHT. If you're a true football fan, you cannot not subscribe to Kickoff, our weekly newsletter on the world game which hits inboxes every Friday. For more updates on this podcast, follow HT Smartcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.